This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe, good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? (laughs) You know, you look fantastic. It's way more fun to win by 20 than lose by 20. Watching you guys coming off the court during a timeout for a timeout in the third quarter, and everybody was smiling. It's a lot more fun when you're up by 20, Joe. This is true. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think, like you said at the end of the day, um, obviously winning is, is a lot more fun. And um, I guess not just winning, but the, the way we were, we were able to do it and um, play together, uh, move the ball. Obviously, defensively, I think we were pretty solid. Um they obviously got some points kind of towards the end, which made it a little closer. Um, but, yeah, I think overall it was, it was nice to get a win. And um, obviously now it's about kind of moving forward and, and building on that, that one game. Joe, I'm turning over a new leaf, man. I am demanding that you play like you did against Minnesota for the next, uh, whatever it is, 53 games, whatever you've got. You must do it, Joe. I'm holding you accountable because the way you played the other night was awesome, and you're going to win a lot of ball games when you play like that. So you better start doing it. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was going to be the answer. Come on, man. <laughs> I can't have hilarious. you just being out there. Oh, I just fit in. I'm just, you know, whatever the team needs. No, no, I need you. The first two times. How many times do you ever play the game where you take it baseline and then you also score in the second possession? You score the team's first two, first four points, I think it was, because you made up your mind. You're just kicking butt. That's what it was. I need you to make up your mind you're going to kick butt from here on out. Here on out. Okay. Don't give me, okay. Give me more than okay. Give me, you got it, PK. You can count on me. It will be done. Next question. You Ready, go. You got it, PK. You can count on me. I kind of put an American accent on and sound really old, but. <laughs> I thought there was a certain amount of sarcasm and dismissiveness mixed into the recipe there. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I mean, I, people probably get, sick of me saying it and I obviously say it a lot but I'm going to obviously play to, to win the game and um, when I'm out there and obviously trying to be aggressive and trying to get my teammates involved and, and get stops and, and do all that but if it's me shooting it, great. If it's not me shooting it then like I said it's the, the aim of the the game and the aim of a team sport is to win and, and that's what I'm, I'm trying to do so um, I think there's definitely times like you mentioned there's there's probably times that I can be more aggressive than I have been this year or, or different times, picking and choosing my time. Um, but like I said, at the end of the day, if we, we win, I'm, I'm happy. It, so did the coaches talk to you before? Is it an ongoing thing? You just took it to heart more this time or is just what you saw in the moment at the start of the game? Because I did think you were noticeably 
more aggressive and attack-minded, and I didn't think it just dropped out of the sky just unexpectedly. Um, I mean, honestly, it was, I kind of just, which I've said before too, is like just trying to feel out the game a little bit. And, um, the, the first play that we drew up at the, the start of the game was for me. Um, and it was actually to come off and, and try and shoot that three on the baseline and, and he shot the gap over the top. So I was able to kind of just drive and, um, I mean, the second position, I just got a rebound and, Obviously, with our team, whoever kind of rebounds it, except Rudy, um, and I'm not ashamed to say that because he gets an offensive foul every time he dribbles. Um, but every whoever gets it, it's it's kind of get the rebound and go. We want to play with pace, and um, obviously, the second one, I got the rebound, and um, I hate shooting mid-range pull-ups like that. But he kind of backed up a little bit, and it was open. So if if opportunities, I guess, like that come up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obviously take them. And um, I mean, if if I didn't get that rebound or Rudy rebounds it passes to Donovan, then I'm gonna go to the corner. So it's just kind of the way it is, the way the way it goes. Sometimes I I did say to Donovan the first time out that I I felt like I needed to pass more because I felt like I'd shot every every time I touched the ball. So um, he told me to keep shooting, and um, yeah, it was just. A lot of the time, it's just kind of how the game plays out a little bit. Is they're obviously they obviously have a scouting report. They have things they want to stop and things they want to do. And um, yeah, I was able to to make a few shots the other night. So it's all good. And I get what you're saying as far as that, uh, but maybe not so much you you to an extent, but maybe Donovan more to an extent. Sometimes rather than just take what's there more not force the issue but look for your better players to have more opportunities because if they succeed when you when you go 23 5 and 5 that ball club's going to win 90% of the games there's just no other way around it is there some balance there between taking what's available and something along the lines of trying to exert your will upon the situation oh for sure i think you um i mean for us, we want to get kind of Donovan, Boyer, and Mike, Rudy, all these guys as as many shots and touches as we can because they get paid what they get paid and they get the, the, the recognition that, that they get because of who they are and what they've done and, and the confidence that, that obviously we have in them. And um, Obviously, I feel like I, I, I can really help our team at times and um, I think for us, it's yeah, that's been one of the things is, is figuring out kind of when we're all out there together um, and there's three of us out there or four of us out there or whatever it is, um, trying to figure out the best way that we can, can obviously kind of all be effective and all, all make it make it work and um, not taking turns of who's got the ball, but um, making sure kind of we're all involved and um, I guess looking looking for the weakness on their team as well. If if someone's guarding me, then maybe it's me playing pick and roll with Rudy. If it's they're on Boyan or they're on Donovan or whoever it is, trying to find um, times and, and offense and, and certain situations that we can um, ha- have that person being aggressive. But at the end of the day, we, we all want to play aggressively and downhill and, and get in the paint and, and unselfishly. And, um uh, I don't think we've ever not been that team, that unselfish team. But um, 
yeah, we just obviously putting it all together and making it work is different to, to, to wanting to do it. So I think we've, the games we've done it, we've done it well. We've, we've, we've been really good. The, the games we've, we haven't really done it and we haven't got stops and we haven't done it and we've, we haven't played well. You know, there are, uh, there, there's so much analytics and there's so many people crunching numbers and on computers at jazz games. It's amazing. And I'm wondering how much of that gets shared with you guys. Does Quinn Snyder give you, I don't know, three or five or ten goals? I mean, obviously the final score is the big goal. But inside a game like that, do they give you some other numbers to hit? Uh, not necessarily every game. We've got some things that we, we focus on every game that, that are kind of like non-negotiables that we um, – we, we're just, I guess, just expected to do if we're playing well or not, um, or if we're scoring or not, or if we're getting stops or not. Um, so we, we have some things that we we talk about, um, I guess, daily, really, that, that are, like I said, non-negotiables. If you're out on the floor, you're expected to do these things. And and then, obviously, like so kind of within the game, there's, there's, there's different things you try and do, different teams... Um, kind of have different things they're good at and, and certain things you want to take away. So we we always have, um, I guess, more of a specific focus in, in in some games, depending on, or not in every game, but different things depending on who we're playing. So um, there's always things we go into the game thinking about and trying to do. And um, that's what I said, I think it was last week, at the end of the day, that's on... That's on us to do. Coach can't go out there and do it. Once he tells us what the game plan is and what we need to do, the players need to go out and execute it. So um, that part's on us. And, and that's where we've been good and bad this year. We've had some games where we've executed really well and played really well. And we've had games that, um, not that I really want to bring them up, but games that we haven't and we've, we've got blown out and, and, and look really bad. So um, we, we know where that line is. We know when when we do those things and we do them at a, at a high level, we, we can beat anyone in this league. And when we don't, we can, we can lose to anyone. So, um, yeah, we need to obviously make sure we bring it every night. So whether it's film work, uh, team practice, individual practice, whatever it might be, what's the best way for the team to collectively improve? <laughs> um, probably all those things and playing games. Um, I think, Early on in the year, you obviously have more time to have practices and shoot-arounds depending on your schedule. Um, like I said the other week too, is we, we hadn't had many times to, to practice before um, our last kind of two-day break not long ago. And um, film, uh, I think film's a huge one to be able to, um, obviously, like I said, you can't always get out there and practice, but to be able to sit there and um, film and, and watch what you're doing wrong, it's it's pretty clear when you, you're sitting there watching film um, <laughs> what you've made mistakes in. The, the, the coach kind of always says it, but the film doesn't lie. It's right in front of you, and it's, and it's pretty clear. So um, film is a huge part of it. And then I think the other part is, is just playing games. And, um, there's no better, no better way to get better than, than to be out there together and, and playing and getting used to each other, um, which obviously is what, the preseason games are for and training camp and all that, but um, it sometimes takes more time than a, a couple of weeks. So um, I think we're figuring out. I think we, we're slowly getting there. I think we're we're learning the right way um, that we want to play, that's the right way for our team. 
that, that, that keeps everyone involved and, and obviously defensively our identity is, um, is that. We've, we've got to get stops and run out of it. So, um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll continue to get better. I, I, I know everyone kind of freaks out and, and obviously gets upset probably that, that we, we lost and, and we're losing the games we were losing and stuff and the way we were losing them. But um, at the end of the day, it's, it's a long season and we, we take those losses pretty, pretty heavy and we, we learn from it and we try and get better. Um, that's what we're trying to do each game. You know, you get a lot of new players this year, and it's a different sport, but I thought of the Jazz last night watching some post-game interviews after the Baltimore Ravens won the NFL game, and I know that's you know not really your sport, but I think it still applies. No, I don't know who won. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but it still applies. The coach is getting interviewed in a hallway, and players are coming by and breaking in on camera, and they're laughing, and clearly there are a couple inside jokes because he laughed really hard, and he was immediately asked, how much does camaraderie figure into winning and losing? And his answer he just – a lot. It's a guy who's coached a long time, so he's probably had teams that liked each other and maybe some teams that didn't like each other. And I'm curious, with so many new guys, how much you're building that camaraderie and how much better you know guys now in December than you did in November versus how well you're going to know them in February after more road trips and all that and how much that factors into all the X's and O's stuff we always ask you about. Oh, big time. Uh, I think that's um, – and I don't like – kind of referring to the last year's group or the, the group we had the last couple of years because we're obviously a different team and, and whatever. But I think um, two years ago when we, we first got, got Ricky and, and all those, we kind of had that uh, new group. And um, I remember early on in the year, we had the same thing of everyone freaking out because we weren't, we weren't playing well. And, and obviously that's granted, like I said, we have, Really nice, really good fans that understand the game, and um, we we weren't playing well. And I think if you looked at our team, and, and I'm not saying this is going to take two years, but the, the difference, what we were, how we were playing the end of last year up until the playoffs, um, we were we were playing unbelievably, and that's getting to know each other and, and getting used to the system um, for, for Ricky and Jay, who, who we just traded for at the time, and. Um, Again, and, and kind of going to what you said, when, when you have a great group of guys, um, that group we had, obviously everyone knows, it was pretty public how, how close we were. And, um, definitely not saying this group isn't, because this group is, is right up there with that team of, of, of camaraderie and, and closeness, but um, you're still trying to figure it out on court. We, we've, got, we've, got so, we've got so many new guys this year, and that's that's definitely. I'm not saying that as an excuse, but it's it is different. You're playing with. Uh, I mean, even I was. We were talking about the other day from my first the first couple of years I was here. There's only three of us here from that first team. So um, that's a lot of a lot of different players when you you've got 17 guys on a roster, um, 15 obviously in two two ways, and um, to have 14 new guys kind of learn a system and. And no disrespect to Dante, but he's obviously been in and out of that as well. So me and Rudy are really the only two that have consistently played over the last um, kind of five or six years. So um, it does take time. And, I mean, I don't want the fans to think it's going to take two years like it did with the other group. <laughs> I don't think it will. And I think we're, we're further ahead now than we were with, with the group that we had there. Um, but it, it takes time. You, you kind of learn different... Um, 
things that different guys do and the way they want to play and where guys want to get their shots from. And and like I said earlier, when when different guys can be aggressive, when it's time for me to bring it up and, and Donovan to play off the ball or when it's time for Sir Emmanuel to come in and be aggressive with Jeff or wh- whoever it is, but it, it takes time and that's as um, annoying as it sounds. It's just the way it is with sport sometimes. And um, if we were playing an individual sport, we could go and play tennis and, and that's all on me. If I win or lose, it's, it's my fault majority of the time unless you've got a really bad coach. Um, but it's a team sport. We've got 15 guys we've, we've got to incorporate and, and, and feel good and, and feel good within our team. So, um, like I said, I've, I've got no doubt and 100% confidence that we're going to figure it out and obviously, hopefully sooner than later and um, we'll be we'll be talking about a lot more positive things than, than we are or have been for the last week or two. How fun is it to see Steve Kerr and the Warriors suck? That was uh, extremely random. Um, <laughs> Why are you playing them? What do you mean? <laughs> no, just, I mean, we were talking about the Jazz, and then I thought you were going to say something else about Steve Kerr, but you uh, just went right at it. Um, I mean, they've, I don't feel bad for them because they had so much success for so long, and they right. were, what did they win, 73 games a few years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And, um, I honestly think a part of it is, is, and with every team is is the luck you have. Sometimes it's you can be as have as good a team or not. But they were obviously, and that's a credit to their medical staff and, and probably their their scheduling and how I don't know whatever they do with their, their days off and practices and, and all that. But they, they've been really healthy for for a long time and and little things here and there. But to have your main team majority of the time for four or five years is is pretty impressive. So. Um, obviously, you you never want to see guys injured, and I I, I don't mean that. Um, obviously, I'm not I'm not glad these guys that they've got are injured because you the fans want to see the best players play. We want to play against the best players, but um, yeah, I mean it's it, it is uh, funny in a way that that, that it, it all came kind of crashing down so quickly because obviously, still if they have their roster that they've got now 100 percent healthy, they're obviously um, very similar to the team that's, that's been in the finals for however long. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's obviously it's a disappointing injury-wise, but um, and I, and I wish them all the best in getting healthy. But um, I'm happy um, that they're taking a break. <laughs> hey, I'm curious uh, when you go to Minnesota or you know on other trips, Milwaukee, Toronto, you just go way north to some place where it's cold and you got to de-ice the plane and Sometimes the flight gets delayed to the next day because of weather and all that stuff. I don't. Is there anywhere in you mean in, like yesterday? Well, yeah, this most recent trip. But I figure it's not the only time it's happened to you in the NBA either. And I was wondering if there was anywhere that was that cold in Australia or that cold when you no. played in Europe. If you had to go no. to Russia for the no. Euroleague, no, no, no. <laughs> We're not de-icing anything in Australia for starters. <laughs> okay. Um. Maybe yeah. I mean. Maybe Russia or somewhere where I played, but I, I never, I don't remember in my career ever having to stay the night um, because of a plane, except obviously here in the States. So it's extremely frustrating. Um, so for people that don't know, it's um, as, as glamorous a life as it is, I'm not going to say we're, we're, we're unlucky in any way, but we, 
we finished the game. Uh, we went to. We usually obviously go straight to the airport most of the time, and we sat on the plane for a couple of hours, um, and then after two or three hours or whatever it was, they told us that there was a mechanical issue, so we had to get off the thing, um, stay the night in Minnesota. So we got back to the hotel at like one thirty-two. We stayed the night. We got up at eight thirty for a nine o'clock bus to go back to the airport to sit on the plane again the next day for a while because it was snowing um, and then finally took off and got home at about I think 1 or one thirty or something yesterday yesterday afternoon so um, not ideal but and I'm not complaining like I said because everyone will think I'm complaining about sitting on a charter flight and nice hotels or whatever but um, yeah got back late in the afternoon and then a few of us came into the facility right away and and then obviously now I've just pulled up the shoot around, so um, we'll get ready for tonight. So is rest and regular rest just a real issue all season? I mean, it is. Um, I mean, it's hard to get consistent. Like when you <laughs> sit on a plane for a couple of hours and then get to a hotel at 2 o'clock in the morning, and um, I spoke to a few guys, I think, it's like when stuff like that, you can't just walk into the room and fall asleep right away. I'm, I'm sure some people can, but it, it takes a bit of time. So I probably went to sleep. 3, 3.30, by the time I kind of relaxed and finally got in bed. And then, um, yeah, we're up obviously pretty early. And, I, and that's just um, a little bit of it, just the scheduling and, and all that. You, you've got to fly, you've got to get home, you've got to play back-to-back, you've got to play certain games. So the, our medical staff do a great job of, of um, staying in cities when they think it's a good idea to, to try and get some more rest or, or flying right to the next city. Um Maybe we've got a day off or whatever it is. So um, it's on kind of on them, obviously, scheduling-wise to make sure we we are in the best kind of place we need to be and then obviously on the players to, to do what you need to do recovery-wise if it's seeing a, a massage therapist or, or, or sleeping in or, or whatever it is, um, trying to get as much rest as you can to be, to be ready for the game tonight. Well, Joe, we appreciate a few minutes. We know you got to go to shoot around. Thanks for checking in with us, and uh, good luck, and we'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Joe Ingles, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.